glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now notice what Jesus has stated here. We're in the 12th chapter of Matthew. Verse 36, he says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, that includes you ladies too. (laughs) He wasn't just talking about men. He's talking about mankind when he says men. You'll give account of every idle word you speak. Now, what is idle word? An idle word is a non-working word. And I'll tell you, the devil has programmed our vocabulary with idle words until we have spoken things that didn't mean anything. We put things in our heart that shouldn't have been there. We begin to think wrong. We begin to speak wrong and we believe wrong. And then wrong things happen. You know why? Because out of the buns of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Well, you watch and see. We won't have the money to pay this note at the end of the year and we'll lose our house. Now, that's a wrong thing. The Bible says whatever you do will prosper. If you delight yourself in the word of God, if you do what the word says, he says whatever you do will prosper and no weapon formed against you will prosper. Then that's the good seed of the kingdom. That's the good seed that we ought to be planting. Saying what God said about it. Determined to do that. Don't let idle words take place of the good seed of God's word or the seed of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom it's called. You sow it in the heart. Now the principle of Mark, the fourth chapter where Jesus talked about the parable of the sower gives you great insight into what the heart is. The heart of man, he says, is like soil. It'll produce whatever you plant in it. And that's carried out through that whole parable. Now, we may touch on that later, but I wanted to bring that in here so you can relate that to what he's saying here. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they'll give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to go to hell just because of some words you spoke. But he's talking about losing rewards. You'll give account of things you've said. Because things you've said has changed the direction of your life. What goes into your heart is the words that come out of your mouth. You know, some of you, when you heard yourself for the first time on the tape recorder, you thought it was someone else, didn't you? You got so embarrassed, you said, that couldn't be me. Why, that's not me, but it's the way we've been hearing you all the time. Now, the reason you didn't think is you, because you heard it with the outer ear for the first time in all your life, when you heard it on tape recorder. See, your inner ear, which is made up of a bone structure inside your head, is what feeds your words that you speak out of your mouth directly into what the Bible calls the heart or the spirit where it will produce for you. The words you speak become seeds are treasures that are hid in the heart. And then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, Jesus goes further with that. Verse 37, he said, By thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. We're going to lose reward because of things we say that didn't agree with the word of God. Now, turn with me right quick to James, the first chapter. James, you know, was the brother of Jesus, or I guess we could say half-brother of Jesus. 
And he made some statements here that goes right along with Jesus' teaching, and that's exactly where he learned it. He learned it from Jesus. Let's read from verse 22. James says, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now, if you're a hearer of the word and do not do or practice what the word says to do, he said you're deceiving your own self. You can be deceived. Now, it's something, you know, when somebody else deceives you, you can say, well, so-and-so deceived me. But when you deceive yourself, you can't blame anyone else but yourself. If you are a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Now what glass is he talking about? He's talking about the mirror. He's talking about a mirror. The mirror is the word of God. Now let's read it with that idea in mind. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that beholdeth his natural face, the face that he inherited, what he inherited in a glass, and he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, what's he saying? He's saying the guy that's a hearer of the word and doesn't practice it, doesn't put it in his everyday life into operation. He said he'll look in the word of God and he'll find out, glory to God, I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm delivered from the authority of darkness. I'm translated into the kingdom of the dear son of God. I have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But if he's not a doer of the word of God, he'll turn around, walk out of that place and go out there and face the circumstances of his business life and the curses will hit him in the face and he'll say, oh, Why me, Lord? Why me? These things always happen to me. I just don't understand it. God, why me? There's a man that's not a doer of the word of God. He saw what he inherited. He saw what was given to him. He saw what the word of God said about him. But when he faced the hard circumstances of life, he did not do what the word said to do. He just accepted it, said it must be the will of God. I don't know why, but the Lord just wasn't God's will for me to have that business deal. When the devil just stepped in and stole it from him. He just stole it from him. And he sat there and allowed it to happen. The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Take authority over those things. See, sometimes it's not the people that did it that you need to get concerned about. It was the spirit that was driving that individual. You take authority over that spirit. You bind it in the name of Jesus. Now, see, if you see what the word says about you, that we were raised up together and made to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, thank God we're there in power and authority. Now, we're not there physically. But you see, we have the authority of the name of Jesus. We have the instruction of the word of God to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the enemy. Resist the curses that come. Somebody said, well, if we were really redeemed from the curse, then no one would ever be sick again. Well, now let me ask you something. Are we redeemed from sin? Certainly we are. Can anyone sin? Certainly they can. You can sin if you want to. So the matter is to resist it. There's lots of opportunities to be sick. There's lots of opportunities to sin. 
Don't be like the guy was. That he said one day, he said, man, I had three opportunities to sin today. Passed two of them up. <laughs> well, resist them all. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Didn't say he'd flee from God. Didn't say pray to God and he'll resist the devil for you. See, the man that's not a doer of the word, he reads what the word says, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. But when he goes out and faces the things that the devil set in his way, he just bows down to him and lets him lord it over him. Instead of standing up and taking authority over the situation and confessing what God's word said about it, proclaiming what God said about it, and saying, no, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. I had an individual say to me one time, well, you know, Brother Caps, everything that comes to us in life, we just have to receive it, don't we? And I just hollered out loud, no, in the name of Jesus, we don't. And I'll tell you, she liked to swallow her false teeth. Because she thought that sound real religious, and it did, really. But it just simply wasn't the truth. No, you don't have to receive everything that comes to you in life. You can take authority over situations. Problems on the job, problems in everyday life. Take authority over that situation. Proclaim what God said about it. If you don't know what God said about it, get in there and read the Word of God and find out what He said about it. And then be doing what He said to do about it. Paul said, Whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report, think on these things. He said, With prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, everybody wants the peace of God, don't they? But he said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report, he said, think on these things. Now, if you don't do what he said to do, you're not going to have the peace of God. You know, your problems won't bother you if you just don't think about them. Now, you might think that's the craziest thing I ever heard, but you ought to practice it. Now, I didn't say not do anything about it. I said, don't think on the problem. Think on the answer. Well, it is true I got the problem. It is true that I got this financial need. It is true that things are bad. Well, it may be true, all right, but it's not lovely and of good report, so don't think on it. If you're going to have the peace of God, you can't think on it. But go to the Word of God and think on the answer. Now, if you go to thinking the answer, living the answer, breathing the answer, eating the answer, guess what? You're going to find the answer because if you seek, you shall find. See, that's like the... Two little boys. The mother said, we're going to go to grandma's house if we've got enough gas in the car. Said, go look and see. Boy, they took off running. One of them come back and said, forget it, it's half empty. The other one come back and said, get your hat on, mama. Said, it's half full. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, there's more truth to that than there is poetry. When you learn to look at things according to the scriptures. The word says it, then I'm going to dwell on what the word says. I'm going to be a doer of the word, and I'm going to continue to say what God said about me. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you that all this week we have book and CD offer number 7513. It's a 77-page paperback entitled God's Image of You and two CDs. For $22 plus $5 postage and handling, 
A total of $27. God's image of you. God sees you as He created you to be. God's not through with you yet. He's not through with me yet. In this book, we talk about speaking the image, speaking the things God says about you. You know, the scripture says, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Well, you speak that. Do you get that image on the inside of you that because you've given, it is given unto you. You're blessed. You have favor with God. And find these scriptures and speak the image. Words create images. Once you get that image on the inside of you, that God hath given unto you all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue, and the way he did it was through the exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, you need to know that God's already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. But you have to get that image on the inside of you. You have to see it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. You know, God told Abraham, look to the east, west, north, and south. I'm going to give you everything you can see. He's still saying that to Christians today. See, the promised land to them was a physical land, but our promised land are the promises of the new covenant. And if you can see it, you can have it. If you can confess the word until it gets on the inside of you and abides in you, it will manifest itself in your life. So speaking the image, words create images in you and you can live out the reality of it. I'd like to preach it all but don't have time. That's book and CD offer number 7513 for a total of $27. We have toll-free auto line one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.